Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it to make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. Hey, we're also up there on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. I... Gave a shout out to our new friendos over our new Patreon friendos over on our AEW review, which is up right now. Uh, however, uh, if you're not a fan of AEW, if you're not watching it for whatever reason, or just like NXT a little bit more, you want to watch this one first? Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and do more shout outs, or I'll do those same shout outs right now because it doesn't really take that much time, and we appreciate our Patreons, our patrons, patrons: Jesse Lucas, Zero Cochran, the Glorious Broken Soundwave, Travis Gilpin, Derek Rice Jr. Enrique, Eric's daughter, Ricky Scurvy is back, James Uvalle, Terrence Karen, and Aaron Leonard. Thank you all. Thank you for your support. I appreciate it. Cool. Everybody says that our audio. Fantastic. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, in our AEW review, we sort of break down a bit more the the the, the comparisons, if you will. Yeah, I mean, because the inevitable comparisons. They're on opposite each other. Yeah, of course, you're going to compare the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and uh, I don't know if we should go over. I'll just go over this one because this is really starting to bug, and I don't oh. know if it's ever going to be. It's it's just how the show looks, how NXT looks. It looks. It's interesting that, that it's such a stark difference for you because I don't really notice it's a big huge. difference. That's weird. It is huge. Yeah. Because on the network, in terms of how the show was photographed, in terms of the frame rate of the visuals, NXT on the network didn't look different. I'm not talking sky, scope of the venue. I'm not talking uh, how brightly the crabs lit color palette. Just in terms of the motion of the action. Yeah. On the network, they looked the same as AEW does for me. Mm-hmm. Since they moved to USA, it looks completely different. Mm-hmm. It looks, it's obviously 60 frames, mm-hmm. but since I don't watch stuff in 60 frames, because for anything other than sports, it bothers me. Yeah. Um, it looks like I'm watching a soap opera. Yeah. It looks like on a DSLR if you shoot it at a 720 instead of 1080. Because hmm. it automatically goes to 60 frames, mm-hmm. at least on the old DSLRs. Yeah. Um, that's what it looks like. 
And I'll, I can't I'll have to check it, it out on my because uh, I have a recorded on uh, my Xfinity DVR. I'll have to yeah. watch it on the big screen and yeah. see if I can get what you're saying. I wonder if anybody else has that issue. Um, I don't have that issue. Um, I thought NXT was uh, fun last night, although I do suspect um, that there we saw some evidence. Number one, have, do we know if, if 205 is actually canceled or is it? No, yeah, we, we, don't, anything we don't know anything. They about probably it. don't even know. Okay. Um, I did think that the Leo Rush title win was perhaps, and granted, it's the 205 title, and I think that's sort of, if you're going to sacrifice anything, you're going to sacrifice that. Unless, hey, unless Drew's going to get drafted Raw or SmackDown. That's a possibility, I thought that, too, considering what happened after the match, Mm -hmm. that he might be on his way up from 205. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not in Drew's character to do something like that. Yeah, Alex C. had mentioned um, he thought that maybe... Uh, they're going to do a reset on 205. I wonder if that includes Drew, uh, Drew going to uh, going to Raw or SmackDown, which, by the way, is totally deserving yeah. of Drew. If, they, yeah. if, it, if it's like, hey, here's a raise, bigger spotlight, main roster, that's a reward. Dude is one of the most versatile characters in the entire He's company. Terrific. He can do anything. He is terrific. Anybody be lucky to have him. Heck yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, he's terrific. I just kind of feel like we got a really good – we got a really terrific Roderick Strong versus Swerve Scott. Uh, that was really good. It was a hell of a showing for Isaiah Scott. Isaiah Scott, number one, is terrific. Yeah, man. Could you imagine if they built this show? Not necessarily built the show, but if the Cruiserweight title was the main event match. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, like, let's say the Leo Rush thing wasn't a thing. Like he didn't win anything and blah, blah. He wasn't there. And... You wanted to make a new star. I think mm-hmm. in one episode with one match and a couple of like small backstage builds, you could have built a massive star in Isaiah Scott with one night winning that title. Oh, especially against given, a guy his, given that, his history with that has with history. Drew, yeah, boy, agreed. That's a missed opportunity in my opinion. Yeah, it seemed it seemed it did seem like a, a, a more of a, a matter of shock booking having Leo win in the second match back after being gone for months. Yeah, and prior to that, just being almost exclusively uh, being uh, Bob Lashley's yeah. uh, uh, manager. Yeah, um, I think Leo has a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. I just think that like, why do I care? Like, there's no story. There's no story there, you know. And uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of maybe maybe Drew got word that he's he's going up to the main roster. I hope that's the case. Yeah. I hope that's the case. I did not see his. I know he did a post show. Oh, I, I didn't see that either. I didn't see that. I'd be just, you know, based on after, what happened after the match, Drew usually didn't go up to his opponents, especially in defeat, shake right. their hands. Yeah. Or hand, not shake their hand, but hand the belt, whatever. Oh, they did shake hands. Mm-hmm. That's not in Drew's character at yeah. all. Yeah. So just based on that, I thought it was, it was well, a Ro- possibility. That Roberto he- has a point here, but I think there's a counter to it. He says Drew always did that in NXT after matches, though. Matt Riddle. And what was the other one he had? Kushida. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Um, however, this is for the title. It feels a bit more 205 canon. Mm-hmm. But also, what is 205 canon these days? Yeah, like, who knows does it, it even the show exist? exist anymore? Yeah. No, that's a fair point. I, I hadn't thought about him shaking hands with Matt Riddle and stuff. Yeah. Like the NXT Drew is a completely different character. Different character than 205 Live Drew. It, I mean, it, it obviously, Triple H is going with, beyond that, I think. He's sort of going... Uh, he's he's taking the marathon analogy to heart. There was no, after a big return last week with Finn Balor, nowhere to be found this week. No, it's two video packages. The video packages also highlighted something that we haven't, we don't really see a whole lot of with Finn is that the demon stuff because the demon stuff is obviously very heavy in NXT. 
So it seems like they're going to revert to that as well. Yeah. They were leaning really heavily on the, unless they just didn't have anything prepared. And they're like, yeah, we're probably going to do the demon thing again. Let's just do yeah, this we'll video see. package. Yeah. Because that's what he did so much of in NXT. Um, let's see here. Squash match. This was, there was that. I'm just looking this down. This thing really. Well, yeah. The it, three main matches, the opening bout for the Cruiserweight title, Roger Strong versus Isaiah Scott in the main killer event. match. Were all really good. Killer match. Although I was, I match. was worried when they didn't start the main event until like eight till. Yeah. Cause I didn't, they didn't announce an overrun whatsoever. Yeah. Um, that I'm aware of. And so like, Oh gosh, they can really going to give this match eight minutes. Yeah, I just think they're going to do overruns like perpetually. That's yeah, going to be. be a counter programming measure. Could be, um, but no, I thought it, I thought it was fun. I just didn't, you know, AEW's it's AEW is just a breath of fresh air, and uh, NXT just doing NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they're just going to settle into okay. Let's see what we can do. Just being us, mm-hmm. not trying to pop anything. Let's just be us. Um, so yeah, a quality episode. Super quality. Um, episode. Just to go, circle back to something I mentioned the all the AEW one about the amount of video packages and talking, specifically talking in NXT. There's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, backstage video package talking things Mm. on NXT. Mm -hmm. And then there was just uh, one promo on All Elite and one video package, more or less. Yeah. Just felt yeah. like a lot more talking. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't feel like a big talky episode, though. Like I felt that the, the like the, the, that was that, the, that the not, not including not including the Velveteen Dream stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that I think that NXT handles if the if the basic idea is NXT is handling their business, their storytelling outside of the ring. I just don't agree with that. Like I think they, no, I'm not saying it's exclusively. I'm saying they they do a lot more outside of the ring than AEW yeah. does. That was the point. Yeah. The AEW storytelling in terms of their presentation, their television presentation is almost exclusively in the ring. And then they do extra stuff with road Two and being the elite. Yeah. Yeah. You argue about, you know, talk whether it's good well, or I mean, bad. That's, that, that was the thing about the hangman page. Stuff, no, I though, understand that, that. Yeah. We didn't. So like, I didn't care cause I didn't understand. Like I didn't watch being the elite. And if you're not watching being the elite, like you kind of like, maybe they should be doing more of that stuff on their, on their presentation, which I'd like to see, to be honest with you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, anyways, uh, NXT kicked off with the Cruiserweight match. Cruiserweight title online, Leo Rush versus Drew Gulak. Uh, and, you know, this is obviously Leo Rush doing Leo Rush stuff. Yeah, yeah he started out on, on, on fire, too, uh, hitting Spanish fly pretty much instantly. Uh, tope and then an Asai Moonsault. Um, he gets Drew back in the ring, and Drew pretty much instantly turns the table on Leo, dumping Leo, kind of like uh, pancakes him on his face, followed by this killer corner clothesline. Um, and dominates kind of the middle portion of this match. There's this great spot where Leo goes for a roll-up, and Drew counters instantly and smoothly mm-hmm. right into the rings of Saturn. It was great Yeah, how crisp that was. Uh, Leo goes to the top rope. Uh, Drew kicks him off and sends him saying, uh, t- a toppling dab to some dude sitting in a chair against the barricade. Mm-hmm. Go to commercial. Come back. Um, Leo's trying to fight his way back into the, into the match. One point he tries for a springboard stunner. Drew catches it right into a gulak. Uh, Leo Rush kind of reverses into a roll up, gets two, and then uh, Drew kicks out, and then Leo puts his own dragon sleeper on. But Drew knows how to escape, and he does so. Uh, at one point, Drew hits a cyclone crash, his finish. Uh, he just basically tosses Leo right next to the rope. So, lack of ring awareness. Yes. Instead of holding down the two 
uh, buttons on the top of the controller. He goes to the pin right there. I don't think it's that anymore, though. <laughs> or maybe, we oh, don't that know. might be. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Because um, Leo gets his foot on the rope. We're not going to know until the game comes I out, know. man. We're not going to find out this week. And so Ref calls. Yeah, we're not going to find out. <laughs> ref says, no pin. Drew then grabs that leg that was on the ropes. By that time, uh, Leo had come to enough, kicks out. Um, and there's this part where they're up on the bra- on the top rope, kind of brawling, jockeying for position. Rush pushes uh, uh, Drew off twice and then hits a frog splash, follows that with a springboard stunner, and then follows that with final hour for the win. Um, and then William Regal comes down. He presents Leo Rush with the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Drew pushes Regal aside, takes the belt, and I think Leo says to him, "Hey, I just beat you for that for that belt. You know, mm-hmm. I beat you fair and square for that." Yeah. And Drew's not really saying much, and he kind of shoves it back in Leo's chest and shakes his hand. Yeah. Uh, Via Lobos here says, "I hope Drew gets drafted. He'd be a fantastic opponent or partner for Daniel <laughs> for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a match. <laughs> Could you think of somebody better? You know how Daniel Bryan loves making stars out of people. I couldn't think of anybody better than Drew. I know. Oh, that could be terrific. I know." I know. Boy, that could be something else. That would be awesome. It, it, was a, it was a really fun match. It was good. It just felt mm-hmm. rushed. It felt like a bit of shock booking, especially to kick off the show. Was that a pun? No, not intentional. <laughs> rushed. Uh, yeah, no. Surprised they didn't put this match in the, the final hour of the show. It's good. That's good. Me too. Uh, no, it was good. It felt like just a tad. I mean, I don't want to say it. it. Here's the thing. I don't want to take Drew Gulak and Leo Rush for granted because they're both terrific. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I always get a little bit more from their matches. And I hate saying that because they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. But this is for a Cruiserweight title. It opened the show. Come on, have, have this main event the show. But yeah, then what are you going to do? Put Kushida and Walter not in the main event? Get out of here with that. I don't know what to do. Anyways. Yeah, no either. I don't know. I don't know. You got a Finn video package in lieu of Finn being there. Yeah, you got two and one later on too. What's, uh, what's going on that would prevent Finn from being there? I mean, I think he lives in the Orlando area. <laughs> I Maybe think. He was, back, he was backstage. He's like Undertaker at SmackDown situation. Showed up. So what do you got for me? All right. So what do you get? What do you got for me? Uh, sorry, Taker. We got nothing for you. I was announced for the show. I flew out from Wait. Austin. Hold on a second. I know my check cash, but you're seriously not going to use me? Sorry. Sorry, Mark. I'm the Undertaker. Go go sit and enjoy the show. Hang out with the with the guys. I'm gonna go talk to Cody Rhodes. You can't. You can't. Locked I think you, you just signed a lifetime deal, essentially. <laughs> I'm the dead man. I'm already dead. Contract void. I got a new life. Then it was announced that Tegan Knox was gonna be returning to NXT next week, and we see a shot of her. Uh, hanging out with a fellow member of Team Kick. Dakota they had a Kai. fancy. Why is it you and I have never had a fancy handshake, man? All these kids have fancy handshakes. I'm too old for that. Come man. on, let's do a fancy handshake. No, I'm Can not we that do coordinated. One? No. Come on, man. God, you're so lame. You're not fancy handshaking me because you're sponsored. That's right. Oh man. Anyways, that's right. Let's continue on. Uh, next, Rhea Ripley taking on Aaliyah. Complete and utter squash. Uh, this the bit was great when Rhea Ripley puts the reverse clover leaf on Aaliyah and then like picks her up off the ground, mm-hmm. starts spinning around with her. That was amazing. Slams her on her face. That sucked. Picks her back up. Oh, no, sits down great. and then just like puts extra torque on <laughs> yeah. the clover leaf and Aaliyah oh, taps. That, that was, was fantastic. That, that looked like it hurt. Yeah, man. And I, yeah, oh boy, that, that was, was great. That was great. Anyways, Rhea grabs the mic and says, uh, uh, "Shane, I'm coming for you." Mm-hmm. 
Uh, next, we were supposed to have Breezango versus Everrise. However, oh, Terminator Jackson Riker oh, comes out. Oh, man. Like, he had murdered both the members of Everrise. And Ever he was Rise. dragging him out. Yeah. Didn't he have one on his shoulder and he was dragging him? Something like that? Yeah, he had, he destroyed him. Couple of sacks of garbage. Yeah. That Everrise. At least in Jackson Riker's eyes, yes. Well, yeah, dude. And who are we to argue with him? No, man, he's scary looking. He's super scary. Yeah, Brizango, they had, so they're expanding. Now they're just like, they're just straight up strippers. It seems to be, yes. Because the, like the police thing, it was like, okay, so they're still kind of the fashion police. They got the police thing. This week they were construction workers. Yeah. As strippers. So yeah. they're just strippers. And then Fondango, especially, he had his, his little uh, utility pouch in front yeah. of his front area. And then when yeah. he was in the ring grinding his hips, he took his hard hat and put it over yeah. his, his junk. I did love, I appreciated. Uh, uh, Beth Phoenix being into construction work. Oh yeah, and then, and then Nigel and Morrow giving her some static about it. I loved it because Nigel, you know, he's always about. You always have one. It's it's funny when somebody like Beth Phoenix, who is presented as so like respectable, and there's a little bit of lech there. <laughs> A little bit of, but it wasn't. It wasn't way. like super explicit. No, it wasn't. It was just a little bit. A little bit, and then yeah, yeah and then Nigel and Morrow kind of piled Needling on. Her, yeah, yeah, piled on great. a little bit. It was funny, and then later on, she references says, "Yeah, I gotta make." So she make amends to Edge. Yes, yeah, that's right. Was that funny. was funny. That was really good. That was stuff. Good, clever. She team. is so. They, they are such a fantastic team. Yeah, yeah. Mar I agree. Morrow needs to dial it down just a little bit, man. Oh, the, the pop culture references, he needs to dial it down a lot. Bring... He's actually way better when he doesn't worry about that stuff. Yeah, I know. Because like some, some of the references he makes, like what, is, what does that have to do with anything going on on my screen right now? Right, right. You're just pulling stuff out. Yeah. I, it's funny because like for all the praise that he got back in the day, I notice a lot more backlash to that these days on Twitter, just from like the random wrestling Twitter. Um but and I, I kind of feel like he just needs to bring it down a little bit much. But uh, when he when he's interacting with the other two, they're terrific. They're yeah. really terrific. When he's focusing on calling the action and not trying to be clever, he's really mm -hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. He just he, sometimes he just tries. To, uh, feel like he tries a bit too hard. Mm -hmm. Um. So, anyways, instead of Breezango versus Everrise, we get Breezango versus Forgotten Sons. They beat up Everrise and just insert themselves into the match. And uh, I believe Breezango has a win over... No, Breeze beat Jackson Riker. Did he? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember if Breezango beat Forgotten Sons previously. I don't remember. Anyways, they got history. Um, early on, Breezango actually goes for their finish, and then Cutler pulls Tyler Breeze off the apron. This spot was nasty. Fondango hits the top rope sunset flip powerbomb. I don't remember which member of Forgotten Sons, mm -hmm. but there was some serious stank on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, pretty much as soon as that happens, Jackson Riker takes Tyler Breeze and just tosses him into the ring post. And then Fondango hits a great looking tope on Jackson Riker, kind of takes him out of the equation. But then Wesley Blake hits a high fly move of his own. Uh, Fondango is kind of isolated in the ring. Um, and then Forgotten Sons hit their finish for the win. Mm -hmm. ALK says, I'd rather someone. Tries too hard than someone who doesn't try at all like JR. <laughs> oh, JR. Well, I think he's trying. He's just. You have to appreciate what he brings to the table, which I'm still figuring out what that is. Anyways, after that, we had a Keith Lee promo. Him and Dijakovic. Dijakovic had dueling promos. Yeah, they're going to go at it again next week. It's the main event, they said. So they've got uh, one draw between the two of them and one win each. So this will be. Rubber match. Yeah. And uh, Keith Lee was, I believe, yeah, it was him talking about how they were kind of like made to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it was a good promo. Yeah. 
Uh, next, Boa versus Cameron Grimes. This is hilarious. They both get in the ring, and pretty much as soon as Cameron Grimes hit the ring, he points to the ramp. <laughs> the ref and Boa look over there. Cameron Grimes is <laughs> double stomp for the win. He gets out dodge. That double stomp. They're always vicious, but this one just seemed even worse. Because like, I think he got like a little bit of jaw or something. Maybe, I don't know what it was, maybe. but man, it looked bad. But as soon as is the pinfall is kind of killing, and Dane comes running into the ring. Mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes gets out of there, and then he just proceeds to destroy Boa. Yeah. Vader bombs, brawling through the ring. Dumps him on the announce table, and he tells commentary, "This is just the beginning." Mm-hmm. So he's a he's a force of nature on NXT now. He's gonna yeah, start just beating everybody up. He's the Anton Shigur. Um, after that, Damian Priest video package talk about why he attacked Pete Dunne. Look at these cameras here. This is what I love about infamy. Liv- I'm his, trying to live my life in infamy with his pleather shirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I punched uh, Pete Dunne in the face. Remember, Triple H told Pete. Pete Dune to make a name for himself. That's why I punched Pete Dunn. That's why I punched him. And I'm going to go party because that's what I do. I'm going to go party and do name some archery Liff, now. Infamy being famous party boy. Yes. I'm going to be into the place where I need an invitation to. Why does this make him a vampire already? Yeah, I'm going to live forever. I still want, like. He, I wish to suck your blood. But, like, he, he's just party guy. Yeah, he's just party guy. What does live in infamy even mean? Does anybody, well, it's like famous, it but you're, you're famous for, for, not, for not necessarily the best reasons. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, Scott Peterson. I guess, yeah. I mean, murderers. Yeah. You know. Infamous, yeah. But like also like sort of D-bags. Uh-huh. You know, like Puck from the real world. <laughs> really pulling that one out. Why is it that's the first name that came to mind? I don't know. Man, that is an obscure reference. It is. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, is he just going to, like, party too hard in the streets of downtown Orlando and vomit in the street every night? Anthony Weiner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, don't get it. Like, how is he going to live in infamy just by going out and partying? Oh, I don't know, man. If he's like, you know, I mean, there's obviously some lines he could yeah, cross, yeah. but like, like if, a roofy guy. Obviously, he could be a roofy guy. That would be infamy. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they're going to do that on NXT TV. Probably not. So how? Oh, we've got hidden footage, or we've got security footage from the club. Look at his hand going towards her drink. <laughs> I just don't get what, how he's supposed to be infamous by being a relatively safe party guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Like yeah. in terms of how you present it on TV, I just yeah. don't get it. I don't, I don't get know, it. man. I don't, I don't get know. it. Just Archer make him a vampire. Infamy. Just make him a Jacob vampire. Jacob Wool. There you go. There's a there's a present day. Oh gosh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, I crossed the line with Alex C. I'm sorry, Alex C. With, in what respect? Apparently, the <laughs> Santa's going towards her drink. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. I just I just don't understand it. I don't get it. And like mm-hmm. a, as a catchphrase, okay, Archer of Infamy. That sounds cool. I guess. No, it sounds it's 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 all over the map. Like he's aiming to be. Famous for bad reasons. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not sure that's a great life goal to have, Damian yeah. Priest. Just be a vampire. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. He's like a Minecraft YouTuber. <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, it's like be, they, it's I like I want to be on drama alert. <laughs> it's like they had an idea, and there's like, uh, okay, well, what's a good kind of like secondary nickname for you, Archer of Infamy? That it sounds like it could be sound neat, but ultimately mean nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you would aim to be famous for. It's so yeah, that's that's a grand tradition in wrestling for less than great names. How's this going to play itself out? I like to go to the clubs. Mm-hmm. Well, that can go a lot of really bad paths, Damian Priest. Yeah. We can't really do any of that, nor would we want to, and nor should you want to. Like, no, I don't want to do any of that stuff. Then how, how is this going to play out? <laughs> That's good. Alex, he says, yeah, he's a guy who had a heated gamer moment. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, after that, we had Roderick Strong versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. This is great. This is great. This, is, this is another basically star-making performance from Swerve. Oh, for sure, yeah. His match against Drew on 205 Live mm-hmm. was awesome. Mm-hmm. This was awesome. They were throwing stiff shots this match, too. Those chops from Roderick Strong, he was putting his, every ounce of his body behind those chops. And Swerve, they? when he was kicking, there was, when they were trading shots, those kicks Swerve was getting, given Roderick Strong, were stiff, too. Uh, what was the match? It was Roderick Strong versus, was it Oni Lorcan? That we saw at the house show? Yeah, where the chops were off the Thunderous, charts. Thunderous, yeah. Those were off the charts. Yeah, Roderick Strong is a, is, is a great chopper. Mm, yeah, oh yeah, terrific. But it did seem like he, they were just... It's a situation where maybe Bexley was like, okay, let's let's turn up a little bit. Because mm-hmm. they were both throwing some stiff shots. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, Isaiah Scott has the upper hand early. Um, and then there's a spot where they're one of the many spots are just trading blows. And then Strong hits the backbreaker. Again, the power of Roger Strong. But you know what he's going to try to do to you. Mm-hmm. And yet he still finds a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned, they're both throwing stiff shots. This whole match and Strong's chops is like every single one of them. He was stepping into him, crack, turning his hips. Uh, at one point, like several points, Scott tries to make a comeback. He does eat a backbreaker, mm-hmm. back to zero. Um, eventually, he does make a comeback after hitting a stiff right hand to Roger Strong. Um, and then the Undisputed Era comes down the ring. Swerve hits the German suplex, flatliner that 
awesome kick he does. I don't know how to describe it when the person's kind of like on their knees and he does like a spinning half kick to the back of the head. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Only gets two count. Scott goes to the top rope. Uh, Strong rolls to the apron. Um, And then Scott jumps down, takes Roddy's legs out from under him, but Roddy's feet are are resting atop the bottom rope, so he's kind of dangling off the bottom rope. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, Isaiah does a, a, a slingshot double stomp. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. There were several moments where Swerve was doing stuff, and you're like, oh, my gosh, how was he doing it? So he's on the floor. Uh, Undisputed Eric kind of lightly distract uh, Isaiah Scott. Um, he gets back in the ring. Roddy hits two knees, end of heartache, and then puts Scott in the stronghold for the win. Mm-hmm. Isaiah yeah. Scott hath tap out. Yeah. So... Uh, Undisputed Era comes to the ring to celebrate with Roddy. Uh, Adam Cole grabs the mic and he says, uh, Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa came back to NXT to try to dethrone the Undisputed Era. Ain't gonna happen. Yep. Ain't gonna happen. Draped in gold. Then uh, Velveteen Dream shows up on the Tron. Then he's in the crow's nest. Above commentary, yes. Uh, right. Bathed in purple light and lasers. There's this one great shot that, so they had a camera up in the crow's nest. Mm-hmm. So it was like during the majority of Velveteen Dream's promo on them. Uh, it was sort of over his shoulder, and mm-hmm. you can see them mm-hmm. uh, in the in the background. Mm-hmm. Well, they introduced that shot where Dream's back was towards them, and so for a second, it looked like his giant floating head was like above them. Yeah, because it was in the frame of the camera. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so well staged. Yeah, yeah. It was like was it Power Rangers where there's that one kind of giant floating head character? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, I don't know his name. I don't know it either. Cause I don't really watch Power. Anyways, Power then he showed a picture of Roderick Strong without any front area. It was well. First, it was a picture of Roderick Strong with the North American title around his waist. So Roddy uh, posted this picture on Instagram. Yeah, kind of like, like Burt Reynolds or Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that's probably yeah. Who I think was basically just ripping off Shawn, Burt Reynolds. Uh, yeah. Burt Reynolds, yeah, because Burt Reynolds is in Playgirl. I yeah. believe. was that was Shawn Michaels? Was that also for Playgirl? Mm-hmm. Okay, is that magazine still around? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Mm, yeah, I have no idea. Anyways. uh so, yeah, he's on the couch like this, sunglasses on and nothing else on except for the North American title. And, uh, and Velveteen Dream said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to find out uh, in two weeks. Uh, I'm going to get my rematch. I'm going to take that title off you, and we're all going to see. That you measure up short. That you come up short. And then, yeah, and then it shows the picture. And there's like a little stop emoji like the little stop thing stop sign stop yeah. sign not the, the stop sign but the the circle with the line through line it. through it and it's right. over kind of like a pixelated blurred out area but it's so small it's obviously a micro he just looks like he has a micro yeah yeah um and it's just more off-putting and disturbing than comical in my view it was like yeah oh it looks like he's like he looks like a borderline eunuch isn't that where it's just completely gone <laughs> like, i think stop so. it off i think I think so Anyway, maybe so, that's just the balls. I don't know what it is. So uh, like he went too far manscaping. Maybe that's going way too far. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, they're pretty upset about that. Yeah, yeah. But they Dream didn't have yeah. says Dream over. He's gone. Uh, they didn't have a whole lot of time to be upset because then Tommaso Champa's music hits. Mm-hmm. He comes out. He's got a crutch. Yeah, and uh, then he gets a chair yeah. from the audience, and then uh, Mosey's up into the ring. They all flee. Yeah, and then he says, "Hey, Goldie, Daddy's home." Yeah, crowd pops. Yeah. So they've got also. I love this about the Undisputed Era. I like this being draped in gold. They got people coming out. Oh, that's from how it should be. That's how they should have booked Becky Lynch when she had both those titles, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Next, uh, Walter and Kushida video package. 
highlighting like the two week feud between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go backstage. Kathy Kelly uh, say, "Oh, Trump is about to walk through that door. Let's get an interview." And Angel Garza steps up and is like, "Why don't you interview me?" Yeah, interview me. I'm right here. Yeah. And Kathy so Kelly's yeah, like, uh, "Yeah, maybe later." Oh, here's Champa, and she rushes ahead. Uh, she's about to ask Champa a question. Angel Garza steps in, is oh, all like, "Persistence." It's like, what the heck? Irritating. You want to interview this guy? Yeah. When I'm right here. Yeah. Where's my interview? Nobody's in. No. Yeah. He's not. See, if he was at the if he was at the the 2K thing, I would have I've been like, "Hey, yes, I'll interview you." Totally. You know, over here. Yeah. But, and then he starts like insulting. Then I do this. Uh, Champa in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Champa pushes him. Mm-hmm. And Kath- forearms him. Forearms him, yes. Yeah. And then Kathy Kelly says, what did he say to you? He goes, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't speak Spanish. What the heck? It was a pretty good moment. There. It was good. So we're going to get uh, Champa versus Angel Garza, I think, next week. Mm-mm. That's going to be good. That will be good. Another L for, has Garza won anything? I think he won his first round match in the Breakout Stars Tournament. Did he? Maybe not. I thought he did. And did he beat Boa? Maybe. He beat Boa, so he's that won one right. match. Has Boa won any matches? No. No. And really, Angel Garza should be undefeated. Mm-hmm. Next, Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair. This match was awesome, too. Oh, this is terrific. This was fantastic. Bianca Belair, she, whenever she gets a chance, which is every match, to show off her strength, it's always very impressive. And Dakota Kai is actually, she's actually really clever and creative with how she gets her offense off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just even just like all the roll-ups in this match were real, something as basic as a roll-up mm-hmm. was interesting. Felt like there was purpose behind every single thing they did in this match. Yeah. Um, There's this great spot where uh, Bel Air picks up Dakota Kai for a face buster. And as soon as uh, Bel Air gets that chicken, double chicken wing in on uh, Dakota Kai, she realized she was in uh, she was in for something not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bianca Bel Air, I don't think I've seen her do this before, hits a, shoot, a standing shooting star press. Impressive. It looked terrific. Gets a two count. She was very beside herself. She did not get that three count. Yep. Uh, Bianca sets up for a power bomb. Dakota Kai escapes. Roll up, gets a two. Tries a crucifix pin, gets a two. There's several instances where there's back and forth roll ups. It was great. Uh, but then uh, eventually Bel Air muscles up Dakota Kai for her finish. That kind of burning hammer type move to get mm-hmm. the win. And then she grabs the mic, says, "If Son wants to get to Shayna, they got to go through her." Yep, she said. Uh, uh-uh. she said she because she had heard Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, talk. obviously. She's yes. like, girl. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it was good stuff. After that, we had a Chris Dijak promo, top notch. Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah. Yes, and he says he knows Keith Lee's limits. I thought Keith Lee was limit less. He is now claiming that he there are limits. There are in fact limits. Yeah. That's quite the heel move there to completely undercut someone's gimmick like that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like Keith Lee's gonna get that W, man. Yeah. Well, we're gonna find out if he has limits or not, dude. Yep. After that, we had another Finn Balor video package. Still nowhere to be They had enough footage to do two distinct different video packages for Finn Balor. Yet he made no appearance. on the draft, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, they made it. He was drafting fifth overall Mm -hmm. round or top five or something like that. What a huge deal that was. All that great footage of of him coming up to main roster, parting the seas of superstars Mm because he's like the Jesus guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's terrific. That was a great moment. NXT. Uh, After that, uh, Pete Dunne promo to respond to Damian Priest. Um yeah, I don't he think he's working out. He's gonna do this. He's gonna. How's he gonna shoot arrows with, with his fingers broken? Yeah, that's that. That was that was the <laughs> line. <laughs> I think you're misunderstanding his actual gimmick there, Pete Dunn. Although we don't know it either, so who knows? Maybe I'm he's... still trying to make sense of it. Just like I said, just make him a vampire, and that makes sense. Yeah, that's all I really want. Could be. Just make him a vampire. 
Uh, next, Leo Rush is celebrating his title win backstage. He knows who's uh, hanging out in the background there. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm Bivens. Formerly known as Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway. Any number of other names as well yeah. on his Twitter anyways. Lucha Vandross. That one was Lucha my Vandross was the that best was my one. favorite. That's yeah. the best one. That was great. Did he ever find his CD player? I don't Again, so. I don't watch Being the Elite, so I don't know what's going on it's here. It's different programming. Is it? Yeah, I think that's, that's content exclusive to... Uh, Stokely's Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, Kushida versus Walter in the main event. Yep. Fun so, match. Yeah, this was just a terrific match. Well, even though Walter was like apparently like just melting, mm-hmm. skin just flying off everywhere. Shouldn't be the case. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of a bit much, but he, he works a stiff style, so it's not surprising that he's yeah. going to take some, some lumps well, yeah. as well as dish him out. Early on, though, uh, Kushida was out wrestling Walter. Um, like he had him in a headlock or a chin lock, and Walter was trying to rotate out, and Kushida would just roll with him. Sort of like we've seen uh, Johnny Gargano do from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the end of it, uh, Kushida is that thing where you're just laying on top of someone's back and spin around. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like that's supposed to be, I feel like that's supposed to be some ultimate insult in the world of wrestling. I think it's supposed to be, yeah. Like I have complete control of your back. I could have done anything I wanted to. You yeah. Know, but I said that got off and then he kind of does a playful little slap to Walter's Ooh, head. Yeah. Walter, not understandably, happy not happy about that. Uh, oh, we forgot to mention that they had like a, I, don't, I forget exactly where in the show it was. Oh, yeah, when Walter was warming up backstage. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. He was doing his. his he was doing uh, some thrusts. He was doing some dry humping to Well, the he was doing like some thing that he, he would start up, go down and do essentially like yoga's cobra. Yeah. Where you arch your back and so you pull, yeah. pull your head up. But he was doing it in thrusting motion. Yeah, this is how you do it. Yeah. This is how you do a sex. And then he and Alexander Wolf were doing some grappling practices where they're doing this stuff that we've seen people do it's before. It's all good stuff. It was yeah. great. Um, and so I believe Kushida avoids some shot from Walter and then just slaps Walter in the face for realsies. Mm-hmm. Again, upsets Walter. Uh, Walter charges at Kushida. Kushida pulls down bottom rope. Walter gets sent uh, ringside. We go to commercial. Uh, come back. And I think after this commercial breaks, and they said, oh, we're going to follow this match till it ends. Yeah. No matter how long it takes. Yeah. So Doesn't matter how overrun. long it is. We're getting over on today. Uh, this bit was a little scary. Kushida goes from some sort of springboard move and seems to slip off mm-hmm. yeah that was a, that was a that was totally work right i don't know because immediately walter followed up with a giant boot and that played heavily into the story i know i just kind of wonder if he was supposed to respond to that move with a boot anyways it could be that could be and they just kind of they're both and went with it season pros yeah so just kind of improvised in the ring i ch- if, if kushida is is tasked with uh making a, a a slip up on the rope look really good and accidental I think he could do it. Oh, I believe so he can So it could be either way. It could be either yeah. way. Uh, and then after that, uh, Walter's going for a powerbomb. Uh, Kushida reverses into a DDT. Uh, tries to go for a sunset flip powerbomb off the apron. Walter puts the brakes to that, holding on to the rope. Um, knocks Kushida off, stomps him on his face, mm-hmm. stands on it for a little bit. Oof. Then they both battle on the apron. Um, Walter charges towards Kushida. Kushida moves. Runs into the ring post, Walter does, and then Kushida follows with a DDT off the apron to the floor. Um, Kushida tries to lock in the hoverboard lock, kind of gets it, but Walter powers out. Shortly thereafter, Walter locks in a sleeper. Kushida gets the ropes. Kushida tries to roll up Walter. Walter kicks right out, right into a sleeper. We've seen Drew Gulak do this before with the... the dragon sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, Kushida escapes right into a cross-arm breaker attempt. Uh, Walter tries to power Kushida up. Instead, Kushida rolls him up. Walter kicks out. That was a really fun sequence. Mm-hmm. 
this part was great where Walter like tossed Kushida halfway across the ring with German suplex yeah. and did this pump handle type slam thing I didn't see him do before. He gets a two count. Um, and the Walter goes to the top rope like he's going to go for a splash. Um, Kushida kicks him onto the top turnbuckle. They brawl up there for a little bit. Kushida locks in hoverboard lock. Kind of does like a Spanish fly with him off the top. We've seen him do this in New Japan several times. With hoverboard lock still engaged. And then Walter has to struggle to get to the ropes to break the hold. Mm. And the rest of the match, he's selling arm. Uh, Kushida tries for another hoverboard lock. Uh, Walter pushes him off and hits his great shotgun drop kick. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then Walter hits a powerbomb. Shocking. Kushida kicks out. Yeah. But then Walter wins with essentially Rainmaker. a Rainmaker. Yeah. I like that Walter can employ like anything to win a match. I know. I know. He doesn't he really have a... One of the few guys that they allow to do that. I know. He doesn't have a finish. Yeah. Uh, Powerbomb, clothesline, in this case, Rainmaker. Yeah. yeah. He won with the, I think, didn't he beat Pete down with a splash? Did he? I thought that's how he finished that match. Was that just could a top be. Splash. That could be. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyways, fun episode of NXT. Yeah, it's good stuff. Just felt like AEW is maybe a bit more fun. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Well, to each their own. Kind of agree, but that's okay. Yeah. It all depends on what you want out of your wrestling. Exactly. It all depends on what you want. Exactly. You know? And like you said, there's something for everybody. There's something you, for everybody. Look, if you want to watch something for, that looks like it's from 1990, 1986 and today, you got NWA Power. If you want to watch uh, something that might be on the verge of collapse, you watch Impact. If you want to watch, uh, you know, if you, want, if you want something to put you to sleep, you watch Raw. Yeah. It's like there's so much wrestling. There's so much for everybody. There's something for everybody. Yeah. Let's, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Let's celebrate it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, let's confirm. Uh, Walter did beat Peter Doom with Splash. Let's there answer some questions. Matt Field, uh, he asked us early on, what do you mean by frames? What's the difference? I think, I'm guessing it's reference to frame rate. Um, you could photo- photograph and broadcast action at various frame rates. Mm-hmm. Um, conventional video here in the United States historically has been 29.97 frames per second. So probably the most common like usage of the idea of frame rate can be found in the gaming world. Yes. If you were to YouTube the difference between 24 frames a second or I'm sorry, 30, 30. frames a second and 60 frames. Honestly, you could probably you could probably YouTube the idea of, you know, 24 versus 30 versus 60. 24 is typically what you'd find in motion pictures. Yes. 30 is typically what you'd find in video and 60 is uh, kind of the standard for gaming. Yeah, term, it has to do with motion blur. Yeah, the higher the frame rate, the crisper the, the, the motion is mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And if that's kind of like on NXT, I, I could tell that it's a higher frame rate because yeah. motion seems really crisp. Um, and I compare it to soap opera because traditionally soap operas have been filmed while at thirty frames a second. Just a different approach to photography, and the and just it looks crisper than pretty much any other TV broadcast because it's shot live, usually live tape. So let's see here. There is this. Was that about the draft? I read that earlier. Alex Rodriguez, Michael Che, and Colin Jost among celebrities set for (laughs) Alex Rodriguez. That's great. Set to appear at the two night draft. Uh, Poke. I like the idea of Cody and Kenny seeing a picture of Larson saying, Whoa, let's sponsor this dude. Then they see Steve and they're like, Oh, God, it's a package deal. No, just no. <laughs> Somehow I'm the, the professional looking one between uh, the two of us. Apparently. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. 
Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, Twisted Mental, with the inner circle being announced, All Elite Wrestling now has more factions than WB main roster. No, WB has, uh, oh wait, no, you're right. I think, because I guess you consider Dark Order a faction, because there's a bunch of guys. Is that a faction, or is that just a tag team with a bunch of... Was the local enhancement talent mass? Yeah, I guess for the sake of kayfabe, you would assume that it's all the same crew of guys. Yeah, but none of the—I mean, I can say gimp, right? Like in terms of the sexual thing, is that okay to say? I don't know. I don't know. If that's okay to say anymore. Well, you did already. So, I mean, what's a leather-clad sex slave? You to, I guess you just say all those words now. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say gimp. Um, if I get canceled, so be it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Steve. Okay. Um. Uh. No, none of those gimps are going to win a match against anybody. No, I know. <laughs> I know, but I'm just counting, counting the, the factions and all elite. There's Inner Circle. There's the Elite. Am I missing something? Is Best Friends, now that Orange Cassidy's part of it, now that's a faction. That's a three-man crew. Mm-hmm. SCU, that's a faction. This, yeah, but hold on a second. No, 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 no. A faction needs... A tag team and a singles. Does Scorpio, when's the last time Scorpio Sky? And I could be completely wrong about this. Does he actually? Does he? Is he ever in contention for singles gold? Uh, he was. I think wrestling in the LA area. Yeah. Right. No. Outside of AEW, though. Well, I mean, he's. Let's just last week he said he's not going to wrestle in a tag team tournament. I guess if he's going to be involved, that means he's he's take, undertaking singles pursuits. Is he just their manager now? I hope not, because he's great. Is he just going to be like their Barack Obama like impersonator? He's do the impersonation? Yeah, could be. I don't know. Um, see, but I, I don't necessarily like the Freebirds. They were a faction. They were a three man group, and they were just exclusively I mean, a tag team. My, the thing is, man, you get you get in some gray area here. You, you definitely it's it, definitely the point, gray area. the point of the question is there's more. Teams larger than two in all elite wrestling than the WWE main roster. I think that's a general point. So, like, for example, I think a faction has to be. It doesn't have to be four at this point. No. To be a real faction. No, I don't think so. You need a heavyweight, a guy who can be either mid-card or cruiserweight, and then you got I think any 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 tag any team. team of three or more, nah. in my mind, is a faction. Yeah, I guess the NWO is three people originally. Uh, yep. Twist and mental. Again, no mercy makers possibly doing AEW game. That would be amazing. Who? What? Said no mercy makers possibly doing AEW game. That would be amazing if the THQ Aki team is still uh, still around. THQ's out of business, so yeah. I don't know about Aki. I I mean, in theory, that's great, but like, what have they done lately? Well, I don't. I don't. I mean, if the game plays like the N sixty four wrestling games, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, but would it? Would they actually put out something that feels like a retro game? Yeah. With AEW? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I mean, you seem very certain about this. Well, I don't see why they wouldn't just based on the fact that it's based on engine from the 90s. I think if they think the engine's great and they can update it with 
new graphics, some customization, something cool. I mean, and just if, and if it's they, like if they did it, it'd be cool. I just you know, it's the, kind of a stretch. I think they aren't going to do that. I don't know if they are. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Joshua Martinez, amazing to see Swerve and Darby Allen both come from Defy in the Pacific Northwest, making names for themselves on national TV. Heck yeah, man! And I that's think great. It's great. It's great. Project CMR says THQ is back. THQ Nordic. Oh, okay. Right, I'm gonna get this info here, man. Anything look interesting there? Uh, let's see here. News. Yeah, I got nothing. You got nothing? All right. I got nothing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here, let me go to the Patreon over here. Yeah, that'd be terrific if they did that. I mean, I know there are retro-style games releases all the time. I understand that. I'm just saying for AEW, I don't know. I don't know what they'd want to do. That'd be cool, though. A lot of people love No Mercy. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, Greg Morris says, based on your frame rates talk, the new Will Smith movie was shot at 120 frames. Yeah. No theaters are actually playing it in that format. No, I don't think. Well, sort of like when Peter Jackson shot The Hobbit at 48. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Because you like the crisper action, especially for 3D. Yeah. And then people went and saw it and said, this is horrible. Yeah, it looked terrible. It looks awful. Yeah. Especially when you go to movies expecting a certain frame rate, it's not that. It's 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 a very strange. It looks sensation. cheap. Yeah, it does it look makes cheap. it look cheap. It does look cheap, and the action is yeah. too crisp. Outside of sports, it makes the production look cheap, and that's kind of what I'm mentioning about NXT. Just based on the presentation, how I'm receiving it, it makes the show look cheap. Sean Lindsay says THQ Nordic is just a Nordic game. It's just Nordic Games who bought the THQ name. Got got it. Oh, got it. Uh, big strong boy with what unfolded tonight could we be getting Undisputed Era versus Dream Balor and Ciampa at War Games who could be the fourth man also whose hog would you like Dream to expose next I don't know he needs to stop doing that it's very uncomfortable weird micro photoshop jobs like who the heck is sitting there like who is tasked with that isn't that an HR thing well I guess not so it's the entirety of the Undisputed Era taking on Dream, Balor, Ciampa, and whom else? Mm. Matt Riddle. Yeah, where was Matt Riddle this week? Oh. Oh. <laughs> cool. But then you got all the faces, save for probably Dream. He's going after that North American title who are all in play for the, the NXT title. And that could lead to their downfall. Yeah, you would need a tag team. Here's the thing. You would need somebody going after the North American title. A tag team. Well, that's we the don't know winner take all situation. Even if it's, yeah, but even if it's not, like, traditionally, last time you had War Raiders, before that you had, uh, it wasn't War Raiders. AOP. AOP. Uh, Alex Foster asked, is it bad? I think Dexter Loomis would be perfect for the 24-7 title. I would love for him to do more, <laughs> whoa, but I think he whoa. would make that belt and everyone involved even more hilarious. No, he's not a comedy character. He's a no, murderer. Man. Yeah, he's a very serious murderer type. Yeah. Uh, Demas Perez, main event had an awesome tagline. Who will lose their O? Because they're both undefeated. Mm. Uh, what other taglines can you think of? Mine is two wrestlers with losing streak. Only one will get their one. Mm. I don't know. I can't really talk. I mean, like. Two wrestlers with losing streaks. Yeah, that's a good one. Only one will get there. One. 
Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I'm not that clever. I'm not very clever, Dean. I'm, not I'm sorry. Um, Thomas Dunnigan, with Finn being on NXT for the time being, do you think Triple H will want to keep his guys on NXT for as long as he can? And if so, will we be seeing Kevin Owens moving to NXT for full-time next? I think if that were going to happen, they would have done it in conjunction with the Shane storyline. Now that Shane's fired, uh, I'd be hard time believing that Kevin is just going to be like, all right, I'm going to NXT now. I mean, it kind of feels like, I was kind of thinking about this too. It kind of feels like, I don't know, they're sort of treading the line of NXT being a proper third brand and not. You know, if you want to do it, then do it proper. Take it around, t- take, make it a touring show. You know, the same level of arenas that you got for friggin' AEW. Uh, and then, you know, keep NXT developmental at full sale. Continue to do that for the network. And then put NXT in on an arena house show thing or an arena show thing, you know, and then add it to the draft, but keep Triple H in charge of it. If you think, if you want it to compete. Yeah. James Fletcher, most overused and underused wrestlers in WWE, and why is overused Shane McMahon? I don't think he's going to be anymore. I think he's going to be gone for a while. Yeah, I wonder what's going to go on. Overused. I kind of wonder if Seth wrestles too much on TV. I understand he's a workhorse. That's his character. But when he has a pay-per-view match, it doesn't really feel special. That could just be the nature of how WB handles their pay-per-views, so. though. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I think if anybody could be considered overused, it might be Underused is Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali. 100%, yeah. And Cedric Alexander now. Yes. Liam Joyce, if you could book a cross-brand show between AEW and NXT... What would the best card be? Maybe we should do that for a charity stream. AEW versus NXT. Yeah, why don't we do that? But we there have to go. we have to we book it though. Okay. We you have want, to re gimmick people. You want to re gimmick people? Yeah. I guess we can to a degree. Yeah. Can't really do much to make Undisputed Era better. Oh, Al contraire. Um Yeah, we can we we'd have we what we have to do is uh delete a lot of people because we're gonna need to shore up a lot of space. And we've got 20, we have three weeks to do it. Well, we'll do it with the, no, let's just do it in the next game. Give us, give us the new, we'll do it all with a new game. Do it all with a new game. I imagine in the span of a week, a bunch of AEW people are going to be made. Okay. And then I'm we'll go and just spend a day and a half to changing stuff. Okay, cool. Let's do it all in the new game. Okay. No, that makes sense. Because not only is it a charity stream with this gimmick, it's also us showing off the new game. Yeah, exactly. Because we'll, we will not have any early footage of the game. No. No. <laughs> uh, Philly's number one, Greg Morris. If one of you committed a crime, would you turn the would you turn the other in to the authorities? No, I would not turn you in. Depends on the nature of the of the violation. What violation would you? Like if I knew you murdered somebody. Really? Yeah. Would it depend on who it is? I don't think it would. If I know you cold blooded murdered somebody, you deserve to go to the slammer. But it wouldn't depend on who it is. Like, what if it was somebody that was really, like, crappy? Murder is murder, man. What kind of... Man, you're kind of an you're kind of a FPOS, aren't you? I would just be like, oh, that's his business. My name's Bennett. How are you going to go to the police and turn me in, dude? Because you're a murderer. That's terrible. But think about it. It could be a great podcast. Two best friends. One murders somebody. The other one spinelessly turns them in yeah you're like uh, what's, how do you pronounce that dude's name the guy who just snitched on everybody six nine six nine nine oh nine. that guy yeah yeah let's <laughs> make it up stuff yeah right <laughs> oh steve zodiac <laughs> steve zodiac killer and he's in a gang yeah man i'm kind of shocked 
I would hope if I kill somebody in cold blood, you would turn me in. Depends too. on who it is. If you had said, Steve, I got to confess to you. Number one, if somebody says, I got to confess to you, aren't you protected by like some sort of privilege? No, you're not a lawyer. Or a priest. Neither am I. A priest? I'm not a man of God either. All right. If you were to come up to me and say, Steve, I got I to gotta get this off my chest. I killed a homeless guy the other day. I probably wouldn't turn you in. Really? Yeah, probably not. What, what what business is mine? On top of that, you confessed to me. That'd be, man, I would not be able to live, my, live with myself if I turned you in. That'd be terrible. How would you be able to live yourself if you didn't turn me in? If I just cold-bloodedly killed a homeless person? It's not my business. Oh, my gosh. I'd say don't do it again, please, because then you put me in an awkward spot. Fool me once, shame on me. But here's the thing. If I tell you that and you don't turn yourself into the authorities, you're committing a crime yourself. Well, I have to live with that. I have to figure, you know, right. I just have to live with that. All right. I'll just deny that I, that you told me. And I'll be like, no, I told him everything. I told him exactly where the How are you going to believe him? He kills people. Well, I'm the only not going to believe I'm you. I'm the only one telling the truth in this situation. I'll be like, I'm shocked. He did what? He said he told you. <laughs> I thought he was joking. I thought he meant he was in GTA, dude. Sorry. My and, name's and, Bennett. And then they watch our podcast where I do it live on air in front of everybody. And like, no, he told you on, 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 oh, if that's on the Overrun. Case, if that's the case. I'll be like, no, that's all performance art. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nah, man. I wouldn't. Oh, no. I wouldn't turn you in. Oh, I totally Depends on it is, though. If you're like, yeah, I, I hit out at an elementary school and I killed a child. Then I'd be like, oh, dude, I'm turning you in. I'm not messing with that. Or a dog. I killed a dog. But, I would oh. t- then I would tell them that you. I would tell the cops that you killed like a person, a child, <laughs> but a homeless person, not a huge deal in your mind. Oh man! I mean, if you were just like, I wanted to see what it was like. <laughs> That's all the more reason to it. Oh man! Because what kind of? Why would you have done that? Don't put me in that situation. Because if that happens, it was like I want to see what it was like, and I and I liked it. Then what do you think is going to happen? Oh man! Murder spree, and that's going to be on your conscience. Oh, turn me in. Yeah, I would ask you, did you like it? Well, if I'm telling you, going as far to tell you if I'd kill somebody, then I'd probably tell you how I felt about it. Yeah, probably. So I'm saying you would have to turn me in. If you didn't turn me in, I'd be disappointed in you. I don't care what you'd be in me because you're a murderer. You have no ground to stand on. Then you should turn me in and 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 put me in the criminal justice system. Make sure I see the punishment that I deserve. For the murder spree I went on. We'll, we'll just end on this. Daniel here has a right. Larson's a rat. Steve's a ride or die. All right? You with me, you're with me for life. You're a piece I don't of wanna, crap. I don't want to be with a murderer. Uh, well, you got to find a new job then, buddy boy. But don't well, turn I'm me have to. you're just a rat. If you're because a murderer. they're going to put that on your resume. They're going to say, okay, let's take a look at your resume. Oh, wow. You built this podcast thing here with a... Uh, with a murderer. Oh, my God. You turn this guy in? We don't hire rats. Well... Good luck working at McDonald's. I don't want to work with the murder. Well, going in rad is correct. I guess so. Absolutely. What a POS you are. <laughs> you know you can avoid that? Don't kill anybody. Yeah, I agree. Ofaka Tornado says, hey, guys. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We yes. appreciate it. Uh, we're going to do overrun in a bit, but I'm going to eat first. Yeah, I got, a, I got a sandwich. Hungry. Steve didn't steal my sandwich. I've got, I've got a hunger for murder. But now I can't tell anybody because I'm going to get turned in. Well, you can't tell me. Yeah. I can tell I bet I, I tell Hilton. Hilton yeah, ain't going to turn me in. He doesn't care. He'll go in one ear, out the other. He'll forget about it. Oh, dude, you did. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> that fool's probably killed people. Oh, God. Anyways, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.